Welcome to Wholehearted, a show to help you heal through heartbreak, not scar, by guiding you to learn from your past relationships in order to compassionately move on and build a more secure sense of self. I'm your host and guide, Shannon Riley. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, podcast family. Welcome back to the show. I'm so glad that you're here. And I'm also sorry if you're here because you're going through a breakup. I know how hard it is and it's truly one of the worst feelings in the world and it's a universal experience. So if you're here for that, I am sorry. And I'm also glad that you're here and actively seeking out resources to help you navigate this season because a lot of people just turn to really unproductive, unhealthy habits and you are not one of those people, at least right now in this moment. And for that, I am proud of you. So kudos to you pat yourself on the back. For today's episode, I want to go through my top five breakup reminders. And this is partially because my partner and I right now are taking a break. I have never done a break. I don't know anything about I I think it's fair to say I know a good amount about breakups, but I don't know much about breaks. So this is the first time I'm kind of navigating this and it's it's definitely different, I think, for a multitude of different reasons. Um my last breakup was after three years of living together. I hadn't really done a lot of like relationship work. I had obviously done um, like personal development work, but never in context or in the context of relationships or breakups. And obviously now in the last year plus, I have done a lot of that work. So that's definitely coming in handy right now. Um, and it's also just a different relationship. So not sure. Um why it's not as bad other than the fact that a lot of work has been put in. It's also a break, not a breakup. So maybe that's why, but I would just like to believe that it's because of the work that I've done on myself. So I'm going to, I'm going to take that as a win, pat myself on the back for that one. And because I'm going through this experience, I am re-experiencing heartbreak firsthand and it's such a I don't want to say unnecessary or unneeded, but it's a reminder of how I help my coaching clients, um, a firsthand reminder, which is not always fun, but it is useful and valuable to me. So without further ado, my top five breakup reminders. Number one, this pain is not permanent. I think we forget that in breakups. We like get tunnel vision. We're like, oh my God, I'm going to die. Like this is the end. And it's kind of it is the end but it's also a beginning a breakup is an end and a beginning we just forget the beginning part we're just like really stuck up on the ending so in terms of that get ready for the sequel baby because it's coming but here's the thing speaking of sequels when you pick up a new book do you have the expectation that every single page is going to be the same as the first no obviously you don't it's a story it evolves it changes throughout the entire book. That's the point of the book, right? So don't have this expectation in this season that every single day of your breakup is going to be just as bad as today. Could that be true? Yes. But does it have to be true? No. Not unless you choose to believe that it has to be that bad. You choose to believe that you have to be in pain. That if you're not in pain, you didn't value the relationship that much and you're a bad person or whatever that sequence of thought is. Don't allow yourself to do that. There's a beginning, a middle, and an end of the story of this breakup and of the rest of your freaking life. So remember that this pain is not permanent. Number two, speaking of permanence, compatibility isn't 
permanent. That sucks. That sucks. We meet someone, we're like, oh my God, finally. Thank God. I found the person. Oh, like it's like you get oh, this weight lifted off your back and like you just have you get to stop searching, right? And you're finally settled. And I mean, maybe that's true for some people who stay together in the long term, but it's not always true, right? Like we either grow together or we grow apart. And here's the thing. I almost wanted to say we either grow like intentionally grow together or unintentionally grow apart, but that's not even true. You may be intentionally growing together and still grow apart, especially if you're in a conscious relationship where you can choose to part ways because you're no longer serving each other's needs. And in the long run, that's not going to work out. In the short run, could you settle and take that and be okay with it? Yeah, but you're settling. So in the long run, it's like, okay, well then we have to part ways and that sucks, but it's it's just what we have to do for both of our individual well-beings, right? So we're not settling. And that really sucks. So something that I've heard a lot from clients and people in the DMs is like, but in the beginning, we were so great. And here's the thing, how your relationship was in the beginning is not only the honeymoon phase where you are like riddled with hormones that just put the gold foil over everything going on. They take out the trash and you're like, oh my God, put a ring on it. Like, it's like, we're just so love drunk. Literally, we're love drunk, right? So obviously, that's not a very truthful expectation or standard to create for the foundation of the relationship, right? But also, that's not a guarantee that it's always going to be that way. And we somehow along the way, we picked up that expectation. It should be like the beginning. We should always be excited. We should always be passionate. You should always want to rip my clothes off. You should always open my car door. You should always buy me flowers. You should always, you should always. And it's like, where did we pick up that expectation? Probably movies and other shit like that. But it's not true. Relationships evolve more into companionship than that like passion lust phase. And you can still have lust within companionship. It just looks different because you have grown. And a lot of us, we never reach that point. And so we think that it doesn't exist and it totally can, which is a complete different topic for a different day. However, we really have this expectation that the honeymoon phase should last forever, at least bits and pieces of it forever, at least the compatibility. And sometimes you don't actually have compatibility when it comes to values, your vision, your goals, your future, how you like interact with each other and all the things. You just have really good chemistry. There are sparks flying and you are attracted to each other and you really want to get down and dirty, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But it needs to be clear to you if you have chemistry or if you have compatibility. Because chemistry is let's go hook up and have great sex. Compatibility is I like really enjoy spending my time with you. And I really enjoy connecting with you. You make me think bigger. You, make, you change my perspective. You make me feel important and safe and loved and all these different things. Chemistry is like pff, fiery, right? It's that like lust, passion, fire. And you need both in a relationship or some of us need both but we sometimes get them confused as well and something that we really need to begin asking ourselves is what about now like today in reality how are you showing up because and how are they showing up and how are the both of you showing up towards each other because 
It doesn't matter what happened in the past. To be honest, it doesn't actually matter what happened in the past because then you're just using that as a scapegoat. Oh, well, I know it's possible for him to love me or her to love me this way because they did it in the beginning. Guess what? You were literally drunk on love. You were delusional. So why would you expect somebody's behavior to revert back to a stage in which delusion was the presumption? Like that's, I hope that's not what you want in a relationship, right? So you have to ask yourself, what is going on right now here in reality today or in the last week, the last month? What's the general trend? Be straight up with yourself. Be honest. Stop lying to yourself. Take off the rose-colored glasses, even if it's for one minute in your journal, and just be honest. Like, BFFR, be fucking for real, right? Like, you please, dear God, just be honest with yourself and you'll get so much clarity. This is why people need coaches and therapists because they need somebody to be honest towards them and be straight up towards them. Or if you're luckily, you have a really good friend who can be compassionate and be straight up. And that is a very certain, specific, has to be trained type of skill, right? And if you have that friend, hold on tight because that's really priceless. But seriously, like give yourself that truth. Give yourself that honesty. You have the ability to do so, so use it, even if it's for one minute, one, 30 seconds. Just be like, for 30 seconds, I'm going to be straight up and be honest. Then I can put those rose-colored glasses right back on, right? But please be straight up with yourself because compatibility is not permanent, right? People are allowed, and very often they grow apart. It's a natural progression of the human life, right? And the life of a relationship, So the real question is, are you willing to believe that? That sucks. It sucks that if you sit in there and like that felt like a kick to the stomach, I'm not willing to believe that people grow apart, especially if you have anxious attachment style with that fear of abandonment that's like definitely doesn't want to grow apart, right? It's like, no, 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 stay close, 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 close. We're also talking about breakups here. Like this is your person. Like we definitely want to be close to that person when we're in anxious attachment, right? So are you willing to believe that people are allowed to grow apart, that it's actually a part of the process? Because the truth is that some people are in our life for a season while other people are in it for the long haul. Both have purpose. Both are necessary. But can you allow yourself to believe that? That's the real question. Compatibility isn't permanent. Now, breakup reminder number three. The loss of your plan is usually just as painful as the loss of companionship. I am a very type A planner. I love planners. I love pens. I love writing shit down. I love goals. I love goal setting. I love all of it, right? And so in a relationship, I have plans. (laughs) Surprise, like crazy how that would happen. I have plans. And in my last breakup a year ago, the loss of the plan is what like sent me, I felt like it was sending me to the grave. I was just like, there's literally no way I can do this because I felt like then there was this big black hole, this black abyss, and I just didn't know what to do from there. And that terrified me. The loss of the plan was more shattering than the loss of the companionship because when I was straight up with myself, BFFR, when I was really fucking for real, then I could see how we weren't compatible anymore. It wasn't working out. But my plan was like, no, it needs to work out because if the plan it gets fulfilled, it is a presumption that this has to work, right? So then don't be honest with yourself. Don't look at this. Sweep it all under the rug. Just settle, handle it, right? Fix it. That obviously didn't work. Look at where we are now, right? So 
we usually love our ideas and our goals and our vision of our partner and of our relationship more than reality. So to verify if you are experiencing this, I want you to take out a piece of paper and write down all the things that you love about your ex. You're probably like, Shannon, why the hell are you telling me to do this? This is so painful. They're not my ex. This hurts. Write it down. And then I want you to reread it and I want you to ask yourself how many of these qualities are a part of your present day relationship, present day, last week, at the most one week. That sucks. That sucks, right? It's not shit that they used to do or they will do eventually, right? That's past and future right here today, maybe in the last seven days, but really today, what's going on? Are all these things you love about them? Were they doing it this morning? Probably not. Probably not. And if they were and they broke up with you, that's something to consider. How stable are they? How much can you trust their actions? If they're making you breakfast, telling you how much they love you and talking about marriage and kids, and then one hour later they're dumping you, can you really trust them? Do you want to be with somebody you can't trust? Hopefully not, right? So you have to be honest with yourself and ask yourself these questions. Breakup reminder number four, focus on the next hour, not your entire life. Our brain will often go to the exaggerated what ifs as a way to hold on to the relationship or to our comfort zone or to the familiar or to essentially what we qualify as safe, right, is what we know. We tell ourselves like, oh my God, I don't want to have to date again. Like, oh my God, it's going to be so horrible. We make this overarching general general statement that it's like going to be the worst experience ever to date. Meanwhile, you met your ex probably from dating, right? Or however the hell you met them. Or we tell ourselves like, I don't want to introduce somebody new to my family. That's like a blip on the radar of the rest of your life, but it becomes, we hyper-focus on and we're like, nope, I can't do that. So therefore, this relationship has to stay the same. We have to figure it out. We have to stay in the relationship because of this one micro moment of my entire life in the future that I just can't handle because I'm just telling myself I can't handle that right now. Whereas in reality, it probably won't matter at all. You'll actually probably be invited or excited to invite them over and introduce them to your family because you've met someone new and it's an exciting period of your life, right? We also tell ourselves like there's no one else out there for me. Okay, let's assume that you are like not bisexual, meaning you are attracted to one gender. That means what? There's 4 billion options. Um there's no one like not one no that's not true that's literally fundamentally cannot be true but we tell ourselves that as a way to cling on to the past and try to make it work make it fix or fix it or whatever it may be right and it's not true we also tell ourselves I will never be happy again which is bullshit like total utter horseshit for lack of a better word and because of this we are just basically telling ourselves, confirming to ourselves that we have to be miserable. I have to be upset. I have to be in pain. I This breakup has to be the worst breakup ever. And I don't know about you, but like, why do you want to write that part of the story? Don't do that to yourself. Don't hold yourself hostage to that. You don't have to do that. So don't like literally just don't. When you catch your mind saying these things, just take a breath, take a deep belly breath, breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth, deep into your belly and be like, that's not true. Hey, Shannon, that's actually not true. Thanks for your input, but it's not true. I love you, but it's not true. I'm going to take the wheel now. Pump the brakes. Use your breath to pump the brakes. I think that's why I love breath work so much. It slows me down. Clearly, I'm a fast-paced person. I 
I don't even press pause when I record these podcasts. I just go and I read fast. I listen to podcasts on a minimum at 2x, if not 2.5. Like I, I'm, a, I'm just a fast paced person. It's the Northeast in me, right? And because of that, my mind is operating extremely fast. And that can really bite me in the ass sometimes. So I have to use my breath to pump the damn brakes. Do the same for yourself. Another thing that we tell ourselves that we exaggerate is I won't survive this. Again, don't tell yourself that shit. Like if you tell yourself that shit, how is it not going to be true, right? Like be aware of what you're saying in your mind because none of these are true unless you make them that way. So don't allow the pain to hijack your entire future. You are in control of your future. You are in the driver's seat. You are allowed to be in pain and pull over off to the side of the road of your life, be in pain and be sad right now. But does that mean you are parked on the side of the road for the rest of your life? No, it's not, right? It's just, it's not forever. So stay clear be mindful, be aware of the forever doomsday thinking, right? So I really learned this through sobriety is to focus on the next hour, not forever. Because in my mind, when I got sober, it was like, oh, well, what about, you know, in 10 years, I want to go to a winery. Who gives a shit about 10 years if I want to go to this insane hypothetical situation? Who cares? I care about right here, right now. Okay. In 10 years, if I want to go to a winery and have a glass of wine, I'm a big girl. I can make that decision. I trust the adult in me to make that decision in 10 years. I don't need to make it today. Right. I don't need to. I don't need to. So what do I need to do? I need to focus on the next hour. In the next 60 minutes, do I need to be drinking? No, I don't. Okay, cool. That's my commitment. I don't need to think about my wedding. I don't need to think about the winery or the brewery or the trip or Italy or whatever the hell it is. I don't have to think about it unless I force myself to or I allow my mind to go there. It's the same thing within your breakup. You don't have to think about your wedding right now. Mm -mm. In the next 60 minutes, what do you need to be doing? Probably drinking some water, going on a walk, trying to get some sunlight, maybe crying, maybe calling your mom or your best friend or someone and just breathing. Like just focus on the thing right in front of you, not doomsday everything else, right? Because that's not helping you. Which leads me into my fifth and final breakup reminder is self-compassion is your best friend right now. Breakup is nothing short of a traumatic experience. Your body has gotten used to having a companion as a source of connection, love, and safety. And you literally just lost that. So imagine if you lost access to your food or to your house, like your house burnt down or you got robbed and you lost all of your finances or whatever, you would panic. You would for sure panic because it's scary to lose access to our resources that allow us to feel safe and not be in fight or flight or in panic mode or in defense mode. Breakup is the same thing and it's intensified by love's hormones, right? So treat yourself kindly through this. It's so simple, but it's so overlooked. Don't self-sabotage and sit and scroll on your phone. I was doing this yesterday. Yesterday, I woke up sad, right? I was really reminiscing. I was ruminating. And so I took out my journal and I allowed myself to write down all the memories that I was like really thinking about. All the good things, right? It's always all the good that we ruminate on, of course. And I wrote them all down and that got me more upset, surprise, 
And then I just like sat there and I sulked in it. I was probably on my phone for like four hours. It's insane. It's just like, because I'm, my dopamine is plummeting. My serotonin is plummeting. Your, that's your motivation. And then your well-being, neurotransmitters and hormones, right? And then because of that, your phone is just like so even more addictive than it already is because it's dopamine, 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 dopamine. The scrolling aspect of our phone and social media is just a dopamine game. It's like a slot machine. Okay. And then the like weird bits of serotonin that come out of social media. They don't even make any sense, but you feel this weird form of connection. It's like, who even knows, right? But it's really like just dopamine. So I just fell into it. And yo, this is my job. Like I know, I knew damn well what I was doing and I did it anyway. And then at a certain point I was like, I am going on a walk. I'm getting up and I'm going on a walk. So I just put on my shoes. I put Bella on her leash and I just went outside and I went on a walk. I put on some podcasts. I listened to some music and I was like, I'm just going on a walk for five minutes. And then of course, as always, it turned into like an hour long walk because it was a beautiful day outside. I got out in the woods, which is my favorite place to be. And I just was like, Oh, and I finally could breathe again. And I allowed myself to then be compassionate from there. Sometimes self-compassion comes after you take some kind of action that resembles self-compassion. Like sometimes you have to be physically self-compassionate and then the mental and emotional aspect will come with it. But you have to like tip over the first domino, whatever it may be. And that will change day to day, hour to hour. Some days I'm able to be very emotionally self-compassionate with myself, right? Or mentally self-compassionate with myself. And then that leads to the physical. Yesterday, it was vice versa. Whatever it needs to be, prioritize self-compassion right now. So you can do this by creating habits and routines that really are centered around gentle nurturing. This, like for me, it's walks in the sun, or it could be yin yoga or vinyasa yoga, whatever yoga that makes you feel safe and alive in your body. It could be breath work. It could be painting. It could be taking a bubble bath. It could be riding your bike. It could be walking on the beach. It could be calling your mom. It could be whatever it needs to be. It could be an affirmation like this pain isn't forever or I am more than able to take care of myself. Like this is just the beginning or this is an end which creates a new beginning. Like whatever affirmation you need, prioritize the habits and the routines that are centered around self-compassion because you need it. And that will also redevelop your connection in your relationship with yourself, especially if you were struggling post-breakup because of enmeshment or codependency, or you lost yourself in that relationship. You need to slowly but surely build the bricks back up of your connection, your sense of self, your relationship to yourself. And that starts with Number one, the intention. And then number two, taking action. How can I show up for myself today? How can I take care of myself today? Maybe that means making yourself some soup. Maybe that means drinking some lemon water. Maybe it means taking a shower or shaving your legs or painting your nails yellow because that makes you smile or buying yourself flowers or listening to Miley Cyrus's new freaking album because it's awesome. Whatever it may be or blocking yourself out of social media. That's a good one. Blocking your ex. You need to do that. 1000% you need to do that. Whatever it is, Please just do it because you're building your self-trust muscle, which you need so badly right now. So to recap, 
my five breakup reminders. Number one, this pain isn't permanent. Number two, compatibility is also not permanent. Number three, the loss of plan is just as painful as the loss of the person or of companionship. Number four, focus on the next hour, not your entire life. And number five, self-compassion is your best freaking friend right now. So I hope that that was valuable to you. If it was, please share it to your Instagram story and tag me at shan.riley with three Y's. I would also love it if you left a review on Apple Podcasts that helps the show grow on its own. And another way to help the show grow is to send it to your friends and your family, especially if you know they're going through a breakup, right? Like how, please, I mean, I would totally... I mean, I'm biased, but I would send it to them because it's a resource. And I know for me, when I went through my breakup, I was reaching for as many resources as I possibly could. And that leads me to my next tidbit is I do have a free 30-day email series, which is basically just like, it's almost like an Instagram caption a day. That's kind of how I felt like I wrote it. Um, And it's just like breakup content. Like every single day, it's something new. I tried to make it in a sequence that flows well and grows on top of each other. Um, and it's totally free. You'll get an email from me every single day at 8am. I've had a lot of people reach out in the DMs and be like, it's giving me like certainty throughout the uncertain season of a breakup. And I look forward to it every single day. And it's been so helpful for me. There's a free breathwork session included in there. I believe it's on day four, I think. Um, so please feel free to opt in on that. I'll have the link in the show notes in my like below and it's also linked in my bio and it's on my website so it's quite literally everywhere if you are searching for it um and if you're in the season of breakout breakout well that too but break up um please feel free to shoot me a dm i am seriously always a set of ears i talk to so many of y'all in the dms and i i really appreciate it because it's it's helpful for me to know where y'all are at and get your perspective it helps me grow my coaching practice and just my own mindset and i also love connecting with you and i know the power of connection throughout a breakup is so 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 crucial so please feel free to reach out to me and the dms i am always a dm away so Without further ado, that's all that I got for today's episode. And I also close all of my emails with this in that free series, but you are surviving this right now. Right here, right now, you are surviving this breakup and you will continue to survive it one breath at a time. And I want you to know that. So that's all that I got for today. I will see y'all same place, same time next week here on the podcast.